Oh my gosh. And it's another week and another time. No. <laughs> See, I told you. Another time what? I want to hear the end of that sentence. I was, well, I was going to say another time to record. That's outrageous. It is. And here we are, another week, another opportunity to record. That's outrageous. Another opportunity. It sure is. It sure is. And we're taking that opportunity. We are. And we're this doing is, it. This is like, I feel like we need like um, mood music. We're doing it at night instead of during the day. I know. Crazy. Although I don't have the wherewithal to learn how to insert mood music. So just everyone close your eyes and imagine <laughs> like a sweet saxophone or something. That's right. What's that guy's name? Kenny G. Uh, well, I am Chrissy. I'm not Kenny G. I'm Chrissy. <laughs> and I'm Anne, also not Kenny G. Also not Kenny G. Unfortunately, um, because he's yeah. rich and probably super happy with his life. It's not always hand in hand, Anne. That is true. But I mean, look, he has curly hair. He has a, still has a full head of hair at age, yeah. however old he is. Yeah. He managed to become a star playing the What's that kind of saxophone? The alto saxophone? Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. Which in yes. and of itself is, is like a miracle. So, it is. you know, I'm sure every day he, he just wakes up and thanks the universe. Yeah, he's really, he, that's true. He's, a, he's the only one too. Are there other like just solo saxophone acts that are well known? Current day? I, not that I can think of. Yeah. So yeah, let's give it up for Kenny G. Yeah, he, you know, or maybe he sold his soul to the devil or something. Who knows? I, you know what? Now I'm curious. I want to know what's, what's happened. happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I think that we, while we ponder that, we can start talking about some news stories from this week. Okay. Or any of them right, about I, Kenny G? No, the first one actually is about uh, Michael Myers of the horror films. Ooh, I love the Halloween movies. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to like this story. I'm just going to predict. Uh-oh. So this man in, in Gal Galveston, Texas. Uh-oh. Galveston, Texas was uh, bracing itself for Hurricane Nicholas. Yeah, they get hit really bad, right? That part of te Texas. Yeah, I think they I think. Do. I don't understand where geographically things are in Texas. It's such a large state, so I don't know where the cities like which ones are along the yeah well this is oh. on the uh this is on the gulf on the gulf of mexico Galveston. gulf of yeah. mexico so they are yes. always usually uh in the line of fire yeah that really it's a bad area there um in terms and of, in texas i could be weather. talking about gunfire or hurricane fire okay <laughs> well okay so people were prepping for this hurricane to come which as we were just saying is no joke in texas yeah and a man was walking down the beach dressed as Michael Myers. <laughs> as the storm's brewing? Yes, as the storm's brewing. Oh, and no. he had a bloody knife in his hand. Oh, no. And I know you love this. He was doing it. His, the, the man's name is Mark Metzger, and he is a Galveston area lawyer who was doing it as a prank. What? You, well, yeah. First of all, you know how I feel about pranks in general. I know. I know this guy's a lawyer, a lawyer yeah. of what? I don't know what kind of law he practices. Oh God. But the police, now let's just put this in perspective again, bracing for a hurricane. The police get a call saying a masked man with an has a, the police get a call saying that a masked man is walking around the beach with a knife with blood on it. Hmm. So now they have to go out in this storm to go investigate. And then they, of course, they, they go up to him and they find out that the, that this was a prank and that the knife and the blood were not real. Can he be arrested for being a loser? Cause that's what he is. Yeah. He's so he himself is Mr. Metzger says he did it to find a little bit of positivity in the gloomy doom. What? Yeah. Like wh why does everyone, I think he might have some mental illness problems, either that, or he's the world's biggest loser. Well, he says, I just don't think they appreciate it that much. 
I guess there's some people out there that don't have a sense of humor or, you know, can't please them all. But how, I don't understand how that's funny. I don't either. And he says, I guess he's done other pranks before. And this is the first one that he's calling was met with lethal force, which is ridiculous because there was, and he compared his arrest to something out of an episode of Scooby-Doo. Okay. Well, he, this guy is the worst and he should just get arrested for being annoying. He was arrested. Yeah. He I was. thought you were going to say it was another one of those stupid, um, you know, stunts, you know, cause the new Halloween movie is coming out soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. I'm oh, sorry. He was arrested for disorderly conduct. Disorderly conduct. I saw a video of a little girl today, actually. It was a little, I've seen two lately of little children who love Michael Myers. It's like, and then Michael Myers shows up for their birthday. Like, like how you would be like, oh, look, it's Belle from Beauty and the Beast. She's here. But no, this is Michael Myers. And the mom started playing the Halloween music and the, and the girls started looking around so excited. And then out walks a guy dressed like Michael Myers and she goes running to him and hugs him. And how old was she? Like little, like five. Really? Yeah. And then I saw this a same thing. It was a little boy, probably the same age where he, same thing. It was like his birthday. And they're like, oh, look, so who came to visit? And it was Michael Myers. That seems like something that you as a child would like. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I love Halloween. I don't know if I would have wanted Michael Myers to come to my birthday party as a child, but I sure did like the movie. Oh, I certainly would not. I certainly would not. They're all good. I love the Halloweens. We'll see. You're not going to see the new one. You won't. I've never seen any of them. You've never seen any of the Halloweens? Not even the first one? No. Okay. No. You need to watch. We're going to watch Halloween one. It's not that gory. I don't know. You need to see Halloween one. It's just a cultural touchstone. I'll think about it. I'm, be I'm being hazed. Yeah. <laughs> like Halloween. <laughs> All right, Emily, here's another story. A lot of people are dressing up these days. Here's another story of someone dressing up. Okay. This one is really taking it to the extreme, though. There is a 37-year-old Italian pastry chef who lives in, mm. this is in Italy, lives well, in Italy. I love Italian pastries. Oh, yeah, they're good. He is such a fan of Lord of the Rings. Uh-oh. Yeah, that he dresses up... Um, Every day. Sorry, I should say he lives his life dressed as a hobbit. <laughs> okay. And he has bought, um, a, he bought a plot of land in the countryside in Italy uh, because it, to him, it reminded him of the, the topography of... Um, Where do they live? Middle Earth. Oh, God. Okay. Um, and he does, so now he has designed... Uh, a hobbit burrow akin to a house from the shire from the from the wow. movie the books books and movie um and now he documents his life as a real life hobbit and may he's now the mayor of the shire as well well i would hope on he could be the mayor of his own shire yeah on instagram and he posts snapshots of his crops and his home and he shows what real life hobbits do during their downtime well, he's not a real life hobbit. He's just, he's a man. So that's the first thing that gives me pause. However, I will say there's something very admirable about, you know, living your life the, the way you want to the, you're the, to the beat of your own drummer. He's not hurting anybody. No. Unlike the Michael Myers guy, who's fucking being an asshole, you know, yeah. this guy's just like, I'm going to make some pastries. And I like, being like a hobbit so i'm gonna do that and he's not bothering anybody oh it's it's a lot of dedication he well he has spent almost his entire life savings on this project and wow. he wants to expand it to accommodate a large underground home and four smaller houses where other families could reside and he he's not into it to become a tourist spot but he wants to be a real community where people live off the land Oh. And he's trying to crowdsource the funds to, to do this. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, the play I think would be to like make a bed and breakfast or something for yeah. big bands who don't want to go all the way to, where was it? New Zealand. I think they used to film those movies. New Zealand. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's, I mean, this is, he's a, he's a super fan. Yeah. 
he's dedicated. Well, one more thing in, in this past August, he, and he put out a thing on Instagram for other people who wanted to make a, a pilgrimage with him to Mount Vesuvius in Naples oh. um, to do a, a, where they tossed a replica of one ring, I guess this is something from the book, into the volcanic crater, just as Frodo did in the movies. He got eight men to go with him through an Instagram contest. And they all dressed up as different characters and they walked 180 miles. Wow. To throw this ring into a volcano. You know, I guess it, it made them happy. And again, so long as the Mount Vesuvius people were okay with it, you know, good for him. Yeah. No, he, yes, he, he's, no, he's not doing anything to harm anybody. He's just fully embracing the life of a hobbit. Wow. And he looks a little bit like Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Maybe that's what started it. Somebody was like, you know, yeah, you remind me of somebody. And he's like, oh, who? They're like a hobbit. And I mean, <laughs> look, at least he embraced it. He's all in. He is all in on this. Like, okay, cool. Hobbits are cool. Hobbits have good luck. I mean, from what I remember, hobbits you just kind of hang out, nap, they eat. Is that the one where they have like 10 breakfasts or some kind of dumb shit like that? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're like, now it's time for third breakfast or something. I don't know. Well, what I can recall, if I'm picturing, um, what's his name? Elijah Wood. Yes. Elijah Wood. Yeah. If I'm imagining Elijah Wood from what I remember from the movie, (laughs) I feel like Hobbit's just kind of relaxed most of the time. Yeah, well, there, he, there's a picture, there's an Instagram picture here. He's um, sleeping with his head propped up against one of those big hay bales, those re- those big round. Yeah, like I feel like they like to, like, you know, sit in the morning sun on a, you know, a hay bale. Yeah. And have yeah. some, have some mead. Some mead. <laughs> <laughs> Is this guy single? I think I know, I think that's a rhetorical question, but. Oh, I was going to seriously answer, but now I see the humor in it. I think he is single. Shocking. I bet there's women out there that are into Lord of the Rings, though. There are. There's a ton. Actually, he could probably... Look. There's somebody for everybody. I'm going to count on it. It would be interesting. Then they could have a Hobbit wedding. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there are, like, tons of people who do Lord of the Rings weddings. Oh, yeah. I bet so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like people dressed as fairies and shit. Like, you know, that goes down regularly. Oh, for sure. Sh- oh, definitely. Absolutely. I think this guy's onto something. I bet there are people that dress up like Michael Myers for weddings. I hope not. I'm certain. I guarantee there's a, like people have had theme weddings where they're like dress up as your favorite movie monster or whatever. Yeah. That might be a sign that the that the marriage isn't going well if you're dressed as Mike Myers. I've got to. I guarantee, if I search the internet, I will find a picture of like some person officiating dressed as Freddy Krueger, like a lady as bright as Frankenstein, and the guy is Michael Myers or something. All right. Well, listen. Next, starting starting next week, right? Yeah, starting next week, we're going all Halloween. So that's we'll true. To- yeah, I, I I will do some investigative journalism, and I am certain there are theme weddings where people are dressed like movie serial killers. Okay, I'm gonna be interested. If that, that doesn't say love is in the air, I don't know what does. <laughs> all right, Anne, and our last story for this week. I actually I realized I don't have a Guinness Book of World Records story, <gasps> which is. Wow. I'm telling you, down and out today. I'm down and out. But of course, I do have an animal story. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, something's got to got to remain. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to give you the headline. This one is in Ireland. A lot of international. Mm, okay. Yeah. Here's the headline. Family cat who died and was cremated <laughs> shows up at home days later. So in other words, they cremated the wrong cat. Yeah. There's still a dead cat. It's just not this particular cat. Yeah. So this family, they have a, a, a beloved family cat that was 16 years old. Okay. That is 16 years old, I should say, because he's still alive. Yeah. Frankie. <laughs> is still currently 16. 
Frankie. And Frankie disappeared from the house um, and they could, they could not find Frankie. And then I think it was just the next day, uh, they had given up hope that the cat was gonna re return home. And then they found a cat, which looked like their cat dead on the road near their home. Okay, okay, so the cat was already dead. They assume that's their cat. Yeah, so they called this uh, Highways England staff. I don't know who that is, but they confirmed that the markings were the same and get, and then cremated the cat and gave the, um, gave the ashes to the family. And this is so sad, I guess it's not as sad, but they have a child who was like heartbroken that the cat died they had like a little funeral for this cat and then a few days later the real frankie reappeared at the house demanding to be fed looking frail and hungry but very much alive i would be scared it was like pet cemetery style it's like it was coming back well and the child was like saying this is a miracle like doesn't get it that it's not the same cat oh no and the mother was like i'm worried that we cremated someone else's cat but I mean, it's not like they killed the cat. The cat was right. Dead. Right. Well, I would hope they wouldn't have killed the cat. That would have been a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to murder our cat. <laughs> then was like, uh oh, murdered the wrong one. <laughs> that must be shocking, though. Yeah, I would say so, especially if they went to all the lengths to like identify the markings. But I mean, a lot of cats look the same. Yeah, that's true. You really do. All right, Anne. And so this week, <laughs> on that note of dead cats, <laughs> we're going to go from a dead cat to Bobcat. <gasps> oh, Ooh, that was a good one. See what I did there? I like that. Thank you. Bobcat Goldthwait is in the film that we watched this week. Yeah, I love him. Real, I cannot. Oh, that's part of my problem with this movie. I mean, I, I, anyway, we, we watched the movie One Crazy Summer from 1986. That's right. We figured it's the end of the, I guess technically is it fall yet? Yeah, it's officially fall now. Well, this is just to, to even though it doesn't feel like fall. So, you know mm -hmm. what? It still feels like summer to me outside. So, yeah. we decided we're going to finish off this summer yeah. with a summer movie yes one, one crazy, crazy summer. summer um which was on my i know it was on my list of favorite summer movies oh it was yeah oh for sure yeah it's one of my favorites i can't well all right bobcat goldthwait is one of the supporting characters his name in the movie is egg stork yeah the stork twins and i have always found him incredibly annoying well I like. I think he's very sweet in this movie. Both the Stork twins are sweet. Yes, the, his twin. Of course, they look nothing alike, and that's part of the joke. One is short. One is tall. One is has curly hair. One has straight hair. Full head of hair. Yeah. But his twin is played by the actor Tom Villard, which the whole time I was like, "Where do I know this guy from?" So much. He was. He did. He's a pretty big character actor in the eighties. Yes, well, I went back and looked, and it was from the sitcom that maybe I was one of the only people that watched called We've Got It Made. I remember We've Got It Made. I was like, that's what this, where I know him from. Yeah. It was driving me crazy the whole time. Yeah. And he disappeared. He died. He died? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he died young. I, he died of AIDS, I think. Oh. At like, right, you know, I, I want to say it was, you know, late 80s early 90s maybe really now yeah to... very sad uh, yeah he died in 94 94 uh and he was he died five days before his birthday i'm gonna keep this light oh no Jeez. uh he was born in 53 he died in 94 so he was oh no i'm sorry 41 but you know what he lives on in one crazy summer because every time i watch it he makes me happy so that's a wonderful gift to leave to the world yes well listen i actually liked we got it made 
Yeah. Oh yeah. He did a lot of stuff. He was a, he really, we, he worked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So one crazy <laughs> summer mm-hmm. takes place um, in Nantucket. Yeah. Though I read they actually filmed it in Cape Cod. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's probably a lot cheaper to do it on Cape Cod than on Nantucket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to take place on Nantucket over the summer. Mm-hmm. A crazy summer. One crazy summer. It stars John Cusack and his character's name is Hoops McCann. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. there with his friends. Um, all these characters have ridiculous names, but his friend George Calamari, <laughs> as we've mentioned, the Stork Twins. Yeah. And uh, Curtis Armstrong, who uh, I has- love Curtis Armstrong. I love him. I think he has a smile like an angel. Yeah. That's really, that's a, that's a statement. I do. I just think he's the sweetest man. Really? Well, I don't have anything against Curtis Armstrong. I I once wrote a story about him for some website I was writing for and said like, sent it to him. And he was like, so sweet about it. Was so delighted. He's just, so he responded to you. Mm -hmm. He did. He said he just he really enjoyed it and then he had trivia like i had like a picture from one crazy summaries and he said that was bobcat's idea to do the picture that way yeah he's sweet all right well yeah. curtis armstrong who was a frequent collaborator with the director of this film uh savage steve savage holland. steve holland fucking awesome yeah he's in better off dead yes and right. Right. charles and then- damar yeah yeah, and these were the these movies were filmed back to back. Yep. Uh, his character's name is Ak Ak Raymond. Yes. And uh, th- there's a ridiculous scene right at the beginning of this motorcycle gang, and the head of the motorcycle gang is John Matusak, who was the football player that showed up in these kinds of films. Yeah. He played Stain. His name was Stain. That was his name. Oh, I, I thought maybe he would have an uncredited name, but. No, he actually somehow had a name in the movie. It was not yeah. a long scene, but there you go. Uh, and I'm uh, sorry, did I even say, and Demi Moore is in the film? No, we didn't even mention Demi oh Moore. Oh my gosh, I didn't even, sorry. She's the love interest, Cassandra Eldridge. Yeah, and this is right when she started getting like big movie roles. I feel like. About last night came out uh, a month before this. They were filmed right around the same wow. time. Okay, so she, yeah, this is right on the precipice of Demi Moore's rise. Yeah, so the film is basically Cassandra Eldridge is trying to save her grandparents' house that is being bought by the evil real estate developer. Yeah. He needs it to, to the, it's the last piece of land he needs in order for this large development that he is working on. Yes. And she owes $3,000 to the bank. Yeah. And she and John Cusack uh, meet and he decides to try to help her essentially get this money. Um, and they meet, sorry, they meet when she's being chased by the motorcycle gang who's <laughs> after her money. Yeah. A lot of people are after her money. Yeah. Well, so if they're graduating, he's graduating from high school with his yes. friend played by Joel Murray and Joel, Joel Murray's like, you know what, while you're figuring it out, come with me to Nantucket. I stay at my grandma's. You can figure out what you want to do. Cause John Cusack's character wants to go to art school. So the entire movie he's, he's sketching like animation. Um, cause he wants to apply to RISD. By the way, I think I've already said this. I have one of the drawings of you do? the, yeah, of the, of the rhinoceros guy oh framed on my wall it was a gift from aaron and stevie oh very nice yeah very nice yeah i love it but anyway so he wants to be do that but he's kind of lost as to like how to get his life going so his friends like come with me we'll you know be in nantucket for the summer he brings along his sister this little girl and her dog bosco that everybody says is the ugliest dog but meanwhile he's the cutest dog Like, how can you not look at Bosco and be like, I love you and want to kiss him? Um, 
Yeah, well, and the, uh, the other thing I'll say is he is, he also is, he kind of has a little bit of, I don't know what you call it, animator's block. Like he's trying to also work on a cartoon uh, and, and that's like sort of a, you know, as you're saying, part of what he's trying to figure out, but he's also like working on stuff. Yes. Um, now let me ask you this, Anne. Okay. What did you think about the chemistry between Demi Moore and John Cusack? I don't think they have any chemistry. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to fight about this. No. I totally agree. There's no chemistry. That's why I think, listen, I, I am a fan of John Cusack films. I'm a, definitely a fan of like teenage, you know, rom-com, whatever, especially from this time period. But I was like, I don't know, this movie isn't like, I'm not really connecting with this movie. And I think it was because I didn't really get them as a couple. Yeah, but that's so minor. The fun of the movie and the Savage Steve Holland movies is they're so absurd and they're over the top and they have so many gags and it's just, that's what's fun about them. They had a lot of dumb humor, let's say that. Yeah, Which yeah, I but it's funny. They had this reoccurring joke of um, George Calamari. He kept being <laughs> like buried in sand. Calamari. Yeah. And then he kept winding up somehow under the beach chair of a heavy set man that always sat down and had <laughs> no idea that he was essentially sitting on his head. Yeah. That happens more than once. Yeah, it's just, it's, the whole thing is absurd. I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, it's just, that's just this, the kind of, that's just the kind of, you know, it's like absurdist humor. Absurdist humor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, listen, I found that kind of funny, but most of it, I was just like, so the whole thing is, so then there's like the rich kid yeah. whose dad is the developer and he has like the hot girlfriend and they decide to enter this regatta <laughs> the regatta yeah in order to win the money for her to pay off the bank yes well she thinks she's going to raise money by doing her singing which oh, her concerts i mean she's performing at like the little do drop in which i'm sure the cover charge is five dollars right um i don't know if she was was she singing I was trying, I never read the, I assume that's her voice. I think that was her voice. It's, yeah. I, I thought it sounded like her. Yeah. And her, to me, more in this always makes me, it's her entire look in this movie is like, I think the most absurd part of the movie is there's a scene where she's holding a hairbrush in her hand because she is, <laughs> has these like braids in her hair and she's wearing these, it's, it's quite a, quite a look, quite a scene. Yeah um well she's supposed to be kind of like hippie hippie i guess i yeah but she Boho. yeah yeah but she is determined to try to raise this money you know cusack has a little crush so he's gonna try to help her out and you know it's a story about friendship because all everybody kind of bands together and 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 you know is trying to help out and then the grandpa's william hickey who you know, is a great character actor who's been around forever. Yes, he's the grandfather of the rich kid. Yeah. Yes. He, um, he's just always sort of like seen in this background or whatever. He's just kind of surmises, summing up everything that's going on, but he doesn't really talk very much. Yeah, he's just zooms by in his wheelchair. Right. But anyway, so they buy this, this ragtag group buys a completely broken boat has holes in it. Somehow they fix it up in a rather professional manner, let's just say, in a very short time. People who know nothing about I love them. these are the I love that these are the things that hang you can't you cannot get past in movies. The the length of time it took for them to fix up the boat. This is this is what is making you just not able to buy into any of it. Listen, I'm nothing if not consistent, Anne. I mean it's it's your typical you know the kind of outcast against the rich assholes right but done in a really fun charming offbeat way that's all it is it's just a fun summer movie i agree it is i think that was the goal but there's so i don't know it, it just didn't resonate with me let's just say <laughs> that and the other thing is 
now you'll start yelling at me again. Okay. But this rich kid and his yeah. friends presumably have been sailing for like years. These guys have like basically never been on a boat and yet they're in this race. Like they are a competitive, they are, they are close enough that the father, the developer, feels like he has to sabotage them so that they don't win the race. Well, the Stork twins have lived lived there. They know how to do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course they're going to win. That that would be the what a bummer of a movie if they didn't. Yeah. So well, so he sabotages the boat. Yep. But they get it back going. Yep. In time to oh this was the other this is okay sorry this is the other ridiculous thing in time to win the race right yeah and so their thing is if they this was their plan that somehow this guy went along with it if they win the race the rich kid will be so disgraced that they're going to offer to give him the trophy and in exchange he's going to get his father not to to foreclose on them on the house i think what's funny about that is even if he you give him the trophy, that doesn't mean he won. He's still lost. Exactly. I was watching this with my daughter and, and she was half paying attention and she was like, that doesn't make any sense. Who's gonna, who wants a trophy they didn't win and everyone knows you didn't win it? Well, somebody who's a, you know, spoiled brat. Well, he goes right for it. He, he doesn't even hesitate. And Demi Moore is so happy. She goes running off to the bank. She's gonna save the day, and they were like, "Sorry, he already uh, closed the thing, and your your house is gone. It's not yours anymore." Oh no, she got that happened after her her you know do drop in performance, and the guy was like, "Sorry, you can't." Um, the guy he bought the the bag Breckenridge River's name was bought out the um mortgage the title yeah so that but yeah at the end of the regatta the old man William Hickey is like you know what this my grandson's an asshole and here's your house back and beat it right kid yeah the plot is loose it's a loose plot it's you know what's gonna happen it's just everything it's just everything about it along the way that makes it so charming and and a a little bit of trivia so curtis armstrong's name is ak ak raymond um and ack which is yeah. is the um the the airport code for um nantucket oh so that was like that's why they named him ak ak yeah it seemed like it must be like a little love letter to that area because they were talking about woods hole which is like where you get the ferry to go yeah. to nantucket and martha's vineyard and stuff so yeah yeah um and another little bit of trivia i guess now this i don't really understand but we had just said the year before uh, Savage Steve Holland, the writer, director, and John Cusack did um, Better Off Dead. Yep. Um, John Cusack was not happy. He was disappointed with that film. He was? Why? I did that. I don't know. Oh, I would like to ask him. I love Better Off Dead. I think I like that better than this movie. Um. But anyway, so I don't I don't know why he then agreed the next year to do another movie with him, but they did not get along during filming because he was mad about Better Off Dead. And um, they started to get along. And then when this movie got um, bad reviews, he never spoke to Steve Holland again. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes me sad. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's really weird. And I wonder if that's still the case now, because I think both of these movies are so beloved. And Savage Steve Holland is like awesome. And I just don't know. Like, I wonder if he's softened on that. Yeah. If not, come on. Come on, Cusack. Come on. I know. And his buddy Jeremy Pivens in it, who looks 45, even though he's well, probably 21. I was going to say, this is the first movie that those, those two have done many movies together because they're friends and they used to live together. And this is their first film together. Yeah. I feel like they're not friends anymore. I think they had a falling out also. Oh, really? Yeah, but Jeremy Piven seems like a real dick, so. Yeah, he kind of does. Well, maybe it's John Cusack and we don't even know. I would love to hear both sides. Yeah, I would too. Um, and Jeremy Piven had tried out for the part um, of the of the best friend in the movie, Joel, that, sorry, George, that went to Joel Murray. Yeah, I love Joel Murray. I think he's sweet. 
Yes, and he said he didn't think he was going to get the job because he knew that Jeremy Piven was auditioning and that he was best friends with John Cusack. Um, but he did get the role and Jeremy Piven got the, sh- the smaller part of Ty. Yeah, I think Joel Murray is adorable. Brother to Bill Murray. Oh, oh I didn't realize that's his brother. Yeah. Oh. And, and, that, and Brian Doyle Murphy, that's, he's another brother. Yeah, that one I always know him, yeah. Yeah, Joel Murray's great. And then he was on, um, he was on Mad Men. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and they say this film is sometimes described as Better Off Dead Goes to the Beach. Yeah. Well, yeah, Better Off Dead, it was about skiing. <laughs> it's the same premise. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's like he has to do ski the K-12. Right. You know, and then this one is the regatta on the water. Yes. And they both, both movies have characters that are aspiring cartoonists yeah yeah um and there were cartoons in the first one and when um siskel and ebert panned that movie he has now in this film he has um two animated bunnies that get blown up and they look like siskel and ebert oh i never noticed that i have to go and look next time they say that was his like signal to them that like screw you essentially yeah. i'll tell you where to put those thumbs <sighs> bloom right up yeah well i love what i love savage savage steve holland i think he's awesome well i was looking he after making these two movies i guess because neither of them did very well he um segued into television where he's been working for ever i mean ever since he's done so many um animated shows and um mostly children children's shows i wish he would make another movie he's i think he's great i think his movies are really fun they always have a lot of heart i guess come on john cusack get it together reunite make another movie i would say for me in terms of john cusack films this is near the bottom of the list i would say well here's the thing he's yes he's the star of this but it's really such um He's more just the kind of the conduit to get the story happening and all the gags and the, and it's just, you know, it's just like a jokey movie. So it's not, like you said, like her, his relationship with Demi Moore kind of doesn't even really matter. But that, see, and I'll just say this. I think that's why I don't like it as much because even though you're saying it doesn't matter, like, I think that was, you know, a big part of the appeal of like the sure thing is like, well, that's one of the best movies of all time, Chrissy sure thing right so that's what i'm saying you're like you're into those two like i wasn't into john cusack and demi moore i don't really like well i and better off dead i i think him and diane franklin are very sweet too but it's not again i think it's like the love story is secondary to everything else happening and all of this you know supporting characters and jokes and yeah and i didn't even think he looked that good in this one he's adorable there's something about it something about it something just wasn't hitting it right he's he's adorable in it yeah well they also they his name is again hoops mccann um but he doesn't play basketball that was the joke well the joke is that his i guess fam his father was very good at basketball he was expected to be a good basketball player and he's a terrible basketball player yes and she mistakenly assumes that he is and sets up this contest Oh, and they put little Curtis Armstrong and he had to make, they said, be like, make a hoop. It's sad. Yeah. And he doesn't make any, and he doesn't make any of the Curtis Armstrong hoops. No. And then when he, there's a, when he's doing it, he tries to move his arms. So he yeah. can go in. It's funny. He's trying to cheat for him. Yeah. Still doesn't work. I think it's sweet. I love, I love this movie. I think it's really fun. It's classic eighties, but I don't think it's one of the better classic eighties. Let's just say that. What about the, the uncle that locks himself in the room and he tries to win the million dollars oh yeah and yeah. he just sits in the room and he's like having a full nervous breakdown constantly yeah that's funny yes sorry i was like now i was trying to remember how that ended he, oh he won and the, the phone line cut off the phone line cut off and then cut to rich little yeah oh yeah rich little who was who's the dj by the way i saw rich little like maybe two years ago in vegas you mean on purpose so I'm walking down the street. Yeah, I made, I made my friend Jill go with me. We were the youngest people by about 40 years. Yeah. All of his impressions were people who have been dead for at least 30 years, if not longer. Uh, 
But I'll tell you what, I enjoyed myself. Sure. I got a sign. He, you know, he's also an artist. I got a signed drawing that he did of, um, who did I get? It's a sign. It's beautiful. Robert Goulet. It's a beautiful likeness of Robert Goulet. <laughs> I have it somewhere in my house. I can find it. Only you, Anne. <laughs> she, he goes, I'll be sitting out at the table and my friend Jill looked at me and she's like, don't you dare. And I was like, I'll meet you at the merch table. It's <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Rich Little, still working. Doing great. Looks great. Still doing a Ronald Reagan impression that'll knock your socks off. I betcha. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to say on the Muldoon scale, oh, no. I'm going um, Muldeen which is the middle of the scale, right? Muldoon. Yeah. No, well, I'm going full Muldoon, obviously, because I love John Cusack. Yeah. I love Savage Steve Holland. I love all of the people in this movie. And it's, um, makes me happy. Well, good. That's, listen, that's, that's what the bar should always be. Yeah. I also think if you're an adult, you shouldn't, your name should not be Savage Steve Holland if you're, unless you're a wrestler. Maybe he was a wrestler. No, I read he got that nickname as a child because I don't know, he was like playing soccer or something and he punched someone in the face. Well, but that's like, that's your literally, you've written a film, you've directed it, and it has to say Savage Steve Holland. Yeah, it does. You know what, Chrissy? He's, he's living his life. Oh, yeah, no, listen, and doing it well and doing it very well. I'm just saying, Savage <laughs> Steve Holland. That's that's your problem. That and the and how quickly they were able to um, rehab a boat. I think you're really minimizing important <laughs> things. Those two things are really set you over the edge. You're like never, never mind any of the other hijinks happening. It's the fact that it took them what seemed like a short amount of time to get this boat in the water to professionally rehab this boat and learn how to sail. Again, I feel like some of them already knew how to sail. And then they, they but they took the rich kids Ferrari and made that the engine. Oh yeah, that was, that was smart. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. how they ended up winning. I didn't say they were dumb. I'm just saying I have some logic, logic timeline issues. Well, you have to let that go. Just like, I don't think they were really shooting, you know, missiles. But yeah, that's what that. So that was what happened to Rich Little. He got blown up. And I think he jumped out in time. There's always people. That's the other thing. That's the classic jump out. There was before. a lot of people jumping out windows into water. Yeah. yeah. Which also happened last week in Deadly Pursuits. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love that. I love when there's an explosion and the person has to go, oh, and they go into the water. Yeah. They're always just fine. Everybody I think every fine. movie should have a scene that where that happens. All right. I think Curtis Armstrong is MVP always. I thought uh, Bobcat and Tom Villard or Villard or however you yeah. pronounce his last name was delightful. I can't There's stand Bobcat. little cameos by like Taylor Negron's in it for a minute. I love him. He's, he played, there's like, like that scene where it's the two, the two gas station attendants come over and they're making fun of the dog. Oh. Um. And I've also always wanted to name a dog Bosco, and I still haven't been able to do that. I've always wanted to name a dog Mr. Furley. Oh, yeah. And I always get shot down. But one day I will have a Mr. Furley and a Bosco. I think Bosco is a good dog's name. Yeah, I do, too. I would, I would go with that. We were this summer, I'll just say, we were asking amongst my family, if you could only have one TV show to watch for the rest of your life. Ooh. And not new episodes, like, you know, it's not like they're making new episodes, just like. What would it be? What would it be? That's a good question. What did you say? What was your answer? I, well, my, that's what made me think of it. My husband thought I was going to say Three's Company, which would be up there. I do love Three's Company. That would be up there. That's a tough, it, it, it's a very hard question. I think I wound up going with um, The Office. <sighs> I think I might, I think I might go with Seinfeld. Yeah, that was another one I was considering. Because I've seen every episode of Seinfeld truly hundreds of times. And, and I, there's a lot more of them. It's always funny. 
Yeah. So maybe Seinfeld? It's a tough, it's a tough question. That is tough. Cause then you go, do I want to go comedy? Do I want to go drama? Do I want to go? And only one show. Uh, that's why I, I don't think it could be like at one point, not that I like, I was thinking about the Sopranos, but I'm like, I don't want to watch the Sopranos no, over and Sopranos over again. Sopranos every day? No. No. I, 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 I would be depressed. Game of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, man. You know, I don't care about dragons. Oh, I don't either. I'll just, all I'll say about Game of Thrones is that's how I was. I was like, I'm not going to like this show. I'm not going to watch it. I don't like sci-fi. I don't like fantasy. What made you watch it? All the sex. Yeah, exactly. But I got, I got completely sucked into that show. If there's anything Christy loves, it is a good sex scene. Explicit. Yeah. As explicit as possible. Yeah. But it's great. It is a great show. Yeah. I've never watched it good and i never will you might you should no it's like just start from scratch there's so many seasons it's overwhelming i think you'd get into it maybe well that's how i feel about mad men like i feel like i would like mad men but mad it's too so overwhelming good I know, it's it, that's a good show yeah i can't i'm like mm, it's really know. really good fucking john ham <gasps> i forgot about your love for john ham i mean it's from mad men because he's so good in it yeah, you love him. Yeah, he's really good in that show. It's a it's a really really good show. And Ham or Kusak? Hmm. In their prime, because I don't think that's a fair contest now. You know, it's hard to say. I can't even. I don't know if I can answer that question because I think I I feel like I would need I would need to have some a date with with each one. <laughs> what a sacrifice! You're like, well. Yeah. I'd go, I don't know, guys, let me, let's go out and then right. I'll see. Cause let my, see. Impro- I feel like, well, I know they're both seem very smart and very charming and funny, which are all, those are my top most important things. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to go. I'd have to go out with them. Chrissy decide. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'd wind up with him. You think? I mean, if I had to. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Who would who would your your top two be? Chris Hemsworth. You love yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I love Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I have no problem with him. I think he seems delightful. It's just, yeah, it's very funny to me. It is. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. I have to think about this. He's funny. I, I like him. Oh, I, I saw an interview like when, when they did Ghostbusters, Melissa McCarthy said he is like the most delightful human yeah, being. Yeah, he seems like a sweet man. Yeah, which is really actually annoying in a way. Like you can't be that good looking and be nice. Yeah, why not? You sure he, he can. Yeah, Chris Helmsworth. And uh, I'm sure I, I'm just not thinking right now, but, um, you know, I always love Brad Pitt. Well, who doesn't? What kind of person doesn't love Brad Pitt? Yeah. I feel like in person, I probably wouldn't. I have a feeling his personality might not mesh with mine as well. I don't know. Again, you're just going to, I'll look, Chrissy, I'll go out on the dates. (laughs) I'll go out with Brad Pitt and Chris Hemsworth and then I'll, I'll report back. Oh, and then I'll do the same. And then we could pick. I really, I hit it off with all of them. So I'm sorry to report. Right. I'm going to have to see where it goes. Interesting. You could come back and be like, I've completely changed my mind for myself. Now oh, I'm going for him. Now I'm with Hemsworth. Now I <laughs> saw that one coming. <laughs> I'd be like, I did. I saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Never I don't know. know. I don't know. You know who doesn't know any of those men? They don't, they don't know. We're even having this conversation. No, nor do they care. But they that's care. all right. They may care. Don't look. Don't sell yourself short. Listen, I think they, they probably have women the world over who are having conversations like this. Well, maybe, but are they women? Are, are, are they women who have a successful podcast that talks about the Guinness Book of World Records every week? I don't think so. Doubtful. Doubtful. So there you go. All right. All right, Anne. You know what? I'm actually going to really give this. I think next week I'm going to come back with my top two and we can discuss. Okay. I, gotta, I really got to think about this. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's Hemsworth. That's one of them. I just have to figure out. 
Hemsworth is one of them. Yeah. I mean, you know. I got to think about the other one. Yeah. I got to think about the other one. Oh, I didn't even say Muldoon. But he, I love him, but, you know. Yeah. Of course I love him. I do know. I do know. We all love him. The world, the world over. The world over loves him. If they know him, they love him. That's right. And if you don't know him, shame on you. Sometimes people are like, who is this guy that you keep talking about? Yeah. You're going to go get involved. Go, <laughs> go do a minute of research, okay? Do a minute of research. Into, into the joys of Patrick Muldoon. And you will see. And then they'll go, I don't know. I watched five minutes. I don't get it. And then I go, yeah. you know what? All right, Anne. And on that note, one crazy summer, done. Yeah. One crazy summer, literally and figuratively, we've accomplished. We've accomplished. And next week, we move on to Halloween. Oh, that's true, everybody. So the month of October, we're going to do all, you know, Halloween-y movies. Halloween movies. And I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to be a good podcast partner and just go along. I mean, I feel like we have to watch Halloween now that you've disclosed that you've never seen any of them. All right. I'll watch it. I think that you'll like it. It's look, if you watched Game of Thrones, I promise you, this is very tame compared to that, even though I've never seen it, but I can't imagine the bloodshed. It's not watching the violence. I mean, obviously that's not great. It's the anticip it's the scary anticipation of what's to come that I don't like. The lurking. The like the oh, like what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I don't like once the killing starts, I actually don't care. <laughs> it's it's just like, where are they coming out of? Yeah. Is he going to spring up behind the, Yeah, you know? Or like when, like, like when you see that people are being watched, like from the window, I hate that. Like, I, yeah. I literally hate that. Well, maybe I'll watch it with Crips Helmsworth. That'll be our date. Yeah. Be like, I need to get a little close. Mind <laughs> if I get a little closer? <laughs> I need to feel secure. Yeah. And then you can have like a little blanket. Actually, this is getting better all the time. I'm totally in. There you go. I'm totally in. If someone knows Chris Hemsworth, can you please? Please. Give us his, have him his call number. me. Yeah. He needs to sit with Chrissy so she can watch Halloween. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure no one ever says that to him. That's a unique proposition. Yeah. If you're like, look, this is not, I just want you there for just <laughs> comfort and safety. That's right. Don't get ahead of yourself or flatter right. yourself, sir. Right. I'm a married woman. That's right. And I believe he's a married man. Oh yeah, no, he is. He and he has like three kids. So say so this is just so I can comfortably watch the film Halloween. That's right. All right, Anne. Well, that is that. That is ending this on a high note, and that's where I should just end the visualization. Yeah. Well, that makes me very happy. Until next time, Anne. Until next time, everyone. Hope you had a one crazy summer. <laughs> Why am I sweating? Because it still feels like summer. I just wanna